Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello everyone and uh, welcome to the latest edition of Grease and Scossip. Um, a bit of a somber one this week I guess with, with, the, with the way City have played. Uh, I'm joined. I'm David Byron, joined by Jamie Hawkins and uh, Dan Clark today. Howard is is off uh, on, on on holiday, I think, um, and he's probably skipped a skipped a good one this week, to be honest, because we're all a bit all a bit downbeat. Um, so uh, two defeats in a in a row on on the road as well to uh, to Crawley and Chesterfield. Uh, Jamie, all a bit disappointing. Yeah, it was. I mean, we were sat here this time last week saying, you know, you want to be getting four if not six points from these two games and you end up with, with zero so it's yeah very concerning um, you know the, the Chesterfield game was one of those ones where you know they've got a new manager they've started to, to pick up form lately um, so it's always going to be a, a banana skin especially against you know bottom of the league um, and you know it sounded like a, a decent performance um, some perhaps some decisions didn't go away and then you know the reaction after that was well we've lost that one we have to have to win it crawling out so must win which I think shows kind of in a way how far the club's come this season that you know one defeat is the end of the world if you want to you know be challenging for, for promotion especially against you know two two struggling teams and then yeah, from what I saw at the Crawley game, just really, really poor performance. Having watched the highlights, all the goals seemed, you know, pretty avoidable. Um, soft penalty to concede, and you know, haven't listened to Tisdale after the game on, on Crawley. Haven't seen him or heard him that downbeat in, in quite some time. So, yeah, it's been it's been a poor week. Yeah, Dan, you you concerned at all? It's not. It's not so, yes, yeah, two disappointing defeats, and it's against two sides that, based on what we've seen this season, are going to be in the bottom third of the division, which is, it's not ideal. It's sort of just come at, you know, just the wrong time. It looked like they'd turned the corner with, you know, had a poor run, but then you know, won in the FA Cup that beat Grimsby, and then just back to back losses that, really, we don't think either, we were really expecting, you know, to come away with zero points from these two games. I mean, the good, the one plus thing is City are still in the playoffs. They're still in touching distance at the top three, so it's not like you know, this this time last year when we were after we next to a bottom of the football league at this time stage last year and still managed to make the playoffs in the end. So they've got a far better position they are this season. I mean, it is two disappointing defeats against two sides that the club should be beating, and it just seems. Uh, the early great start to the season's just sort of drifted away a little bit. Not, you know, the performance is not quite up to to the standard. You know, some players just dropping off, and maybe a few changes need to be, you know, way to refresh the side. But you know, in isolate, you know, if you ask anyone at this stage of the season, would you take this, you know, being in the playoffs? You'd probably say yes. So there are, you know, positives you can take from it, but it is, you know 
two really poor results against sides that aren't the, the greatest. They now need to, you know, they need to get and just get another win, just to get something going again. You know, they've got you know, Accrington at the weekend. That's looking like a more, more and more of a tougher game as, as we speak. And then, you know, two cup ties, one far more important than the other one, really. Which, you know, have to see how that goes. But things need to get a little bit better. You feel because it's not just the defeat; it's the manner of the defeat, particularly the Crawley one, in which it wasn't just a a loss; it was a loss by against a a poor side who outplayed Exeter. And uh, I'm I'm going to raise a point here. I'm not sure what either of you two think, but uh, against Crawley on, on Tuesday, especially, uh, and a little against Chesterfield, but not so much. I've noticed that when City are training, they'll send on all these attacking players. You know, Jaden Stockley, uh, not Liam McLean so much because he was already on the pitch. But they'll just pile these players forward, and um, it really backfired almost on, on Tuesday night because uh, it just they lost their shape completely. Um, and it, it almost became just a back two at one point who were just being completely out, uh, outpaced by Crawley's attack and uh, the same happened at, 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 um, the same sort of happened at, at Port Vale a little and at, um, at uh, Coventry you know, where, where they pushed forward uh, left players back or didn't leave players back and they got punished at, at, at Coventry with a late second goal uh, they got punished on, on Tuesday night with you know a, a third goal really which did come because you know Dean Mox who was outpaced and the guy cut inside him and he, he, he tripped him which led to the free kick um, and you know with that with when they sent Jaden Stockley on they were they're still half an hour left in the game and it a city going too you know for broke too soon do you think when they, when they're training yeah I mean I mean it's all good you know throwing everyone forward but you do that you know with what five. 10 minutes left and that's roll of the dice I suppose so yeah it's, it's a difficult one um, you know I saw on, on Saturday Tisdale changed up by bringing Lloyd James on for, for Stockley for I guess more meat in the, in the midfield to try and get a grip of the game um, you know yeah it's a difficult one you throw Stockley, Reed, McAllen and all up front together because you know it's you can have too many attacking players in the way um, you know, it's it's an interesting one because Tisto hasn't really done that 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 much until this season. You know, we all know he is quite hesitant to make a change sometimes, even despite how the the game's going. He can, you know, perhaps not make one until the last fifteen twenty minutes. But yeah, he has really gone for it, um, and it hasn't paid off at all when you know been trading um, and to yeah. be fair it, it did at Barnet but that's the, that's the only time really yeah Barnet yeah. came from behind but apart from that yeah I mean not so much yeah just, like I said the Coventry game you know 1-0 down and chasing the game and then that was just a classic counter attack when it was but it wasn't just that goal it was quite a few other moments where it was like a 4-1-2 situation you know and I guess teams are, are using that they must know that that's a common tactic this season. Um, so yeah, I think something is changing. Perhaps not go for broke because as soon as we are at the moment. Down on on Tuesday, especially uh, the fact that obviously um, City went ahead and then then could see the three goals up almost makes it even more disappointing, doesn't it? Yeah, particularly given this season that just sort of trying to think back, and I can't really think of any other game with City actually winning this season that they ended up. 
they're losing it's sort of been a case where they've got the lead Luton Luton did they take the lead in that one or did they equalise Oh, even yeah. even even you know even yeah, yeah, even yeah. if it, even if it's just one game, it's been a case if they get the goal, they take the lead, and they hold on, you know, for at very least a point, you know. But it's it's well, I suppose it look, you know, the stats at the time by looking at what was was going on, it did look to be all crawly until the goal came anyway, sort of a bit again against the run of play, and then oh god, it's one from you know, you, you've you've done the hard work, and then the goal conceded from. You know, touch it, pulling from a corner gives away a penalty, and you're back to square one. But you know, there's also a way of trying to chase the game. But you've you can have four men up front, but you've actually if you haven't you haven't got anyone to get the ball to them or win the ball back and and set the game up that way. You can almost you've got to you know sort of still have the situation where you can get the ball up to your, all your strikers. You can't just take every all your defenders off and you know go long and go too gung-ho too quickly but I suppose it's dis- you know, it is disappointing that they you know they weren't playing particularly well but they got the goal they got the lead and you know, they never really looked like you know Holt getting anything out, out of it even when they went behind so you know perhaps you know, that's, we haven't seen it, you know chasing the game they've not been great this season at it by you know the odd occasion and I suppose that's the thing if you're setting up a team that's sort of Slightly safety first, slightly, you know, if we get one, we'll hold it. Does prove the problem if you end up going behind and having to chase the game. So maybe, you know, Portista might have to have a look at a different way of, of playing, or, you know, maybe not just all the time, you know, not all, all the time, but for some games or ways of chasing the game and, you know, getting, getting the results that you need to. And uh, I was obviously there at Crawley and, and need to have seen the highlights. Uh, what did you make of the, the penalty decision? Because for me, and you don't actually see it on the highlights, unfortunately, but the, the frustrating thing is the the ref had spoken to the, the City players. I'm, I'm not sure if it was Craig Woodman exactly, but it was, you know, he had blown his whistle and called a halt before the corner was going to be taken to say, don't tug any shirts or anything like that. And whilst the, the decision itself, you know, it does look, the coming together does look six and one, half a dozen the other, perhaps Woodman a little more in the wrong. I think it's, it's just a bit naive, especially for a player of Craig Woodman's experience, to go and do something like that after being told not to. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's a mistake that a, a youngster would make, not someone you know of Craig Woodman's experience. Um, yeah, it's frustrating for sure. You know, to I mean, it, it was a penalty, I think, from from what I saw in the highlights. Um, but yeah, as you said. Moments before you, after giving a warning, you don't. <clears throat> yeah, you, you can't do that. Um, like I said, you expect a, a teenager to do it, someone who's new to the game, not not someone like Craig Woman. So that's you know ever more disappointing. Um, sound like women didn't have a, a great game. Um, you know, saw one of the highlights when, when Crawley missed early on, and you know was, was caught out there and. He hasn't had a, a great season for me so far, you know, compared to the last year or two. Um, you know, I think he's going to be 35 and just before Christmas, I think. So perhaps he's, you know, it's catching up with him a little bit. Um, you know, he started most games this season. Um, I know he was taken off at half time, was it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a concern, the, the left back position. But then obviously you've got Dean Moxie, who 
though, as he said to me pre-season, that's his, his favourite position. Um, he hasn't really done as well as he would have liked on, on left wing so far for me. Um, so perhaps it would be worth just dropping him in there for a few games to see how it goes. Uh, Dan, what were your thoughts on the, the line-up last night with, with one up front? It's, uh, it's not quite the... Uh the lineup, I was, you know, it's a bit, it looked like a little bit of a more of a defensive lineup, particularly so with, with Moxie on, on the wing as well. And I guess as we're trying to freshen things up, you know, the you know, obviously playing Saturday, Tuesday, and then you've got you know, you know three games the next week coming up as well. Just trying different things just to see, you know, what would happen. It did look to be very much a lineup of okay, we'll keep this tight for an hour. You know, hopefully nick one, and then you know can bring on Stockley and Macklinden off the bench to either chase the game or you know hold on to what you had. But you know, it does you know Dean Moxie has been playing sort of on the left wing this season, and you sort of feel it's not his best position. You sort of feel he doesn't quite have the confidence or the pace to get past players on the wing. You sort of would rather be seeing him you know at left back. That does look to be his best position. I mean. There's now obviously Lee Holmes wasn't in the squad last night, whether that was injury or I assume it was injury rather than being dropped. But so it does then leave you a hole out wide if if he can't play. But then you could have easily played Tate, you know, Jay Taylor could have played out wide and bring somebody else into the midfield or as well. Or, you know, McAlinden could have could have played out there, particularly if you're going for a you know three in the midfield. So it's not you know he's not got the defensive work to do, sort of a wide striker more than anything but it does appear to be you know early in the season we knew the lineup every single game now it's he's making a few changes here and there and it's just trying to get you know back to a, a different settled lineup and you know I presume we're sort of hoping some of the injured players can come back sooner rather than later you know unless Jordan Tilson you know then the, then the long term absences sort of you know the Ryan Harleys you know Bruntall Simpson as as just a different option for people to to look at, but I'd expect you know probably three or four changes for Saturday as he tries to you know find a winning formula. And uh, so we've had a couple of questions in. Uh, Anthony Beveridge, uh, the recent performances have not been good enough, but it's the same personnel by and large. So what's the issue? Is the spirit in the camp not all all as it seems? Um, personally, I, I don't think it's right to to question the the spirit really because. You know, even on Tuesday night, you know, it, it was like um, Cheltenham, for example, when City went two down. Mm-hmm. When they went two one down last night, you, you saw um, you saw Jordan Moore Taylor call the squad together and try and you know g everyone up a bit. And you know, that's not a squad that you know are suffering from spirit or don't have any anything spirit. I think that's a all in it together attitude. But uh, Jamie, I mean, what, what do you think the issue is recently? I think the only thing I could put my finger on is perhaps pressure. Um, you know, it was such a wonderful start to the season um, and being the first, what was it, 10, 12 games, you know, flying high at the top of the league. Um, you know, the fans were absolutely buzzing, the players were as well, I imagine. I know Tisdale kept his feet firmly on the ground. Um, and, you know, when you start the season that well, the promotion talk is all everyone's talking about, it's all everyone's expecting, you know. Everyone now is expecting City to at least be in the playoffs, if not automatic promotion, given how well we started. I think it was talked about before the start of the season, after just missing out Wembley last season. 
so maybe it's it's got to the head so I don't know um, you know there hasn't been you know injury wise no majorly key player that's been ruled out at the moment I would say I think you know more Taylor's been in and out with various injuries and you know other than that I would say the squad's pretty much still strong obviously you know you've got Ryan Harley still to come back um, so you know obviously he needed to change the team because he played the same team for can't remember how many games it was in a row and you know that needed freshening up um, so yeah the only thing I'd put it to is perhaps just the pressure of the situation and you know obviously I've been there in the big bank when things aren't going the way and fans can get on the players back a bit um, you know just to vent their frustration maybe that gets to the players as well so I think for me that's the only thing I can put it down to to be honest Dan do you agree that it's pressure or something else I don't know necessarily it's not at this stage it's almost seems far too early in the season really to be talking about you know pressure of what's going on I mean the Chesterfield won the game it just looked to be more of a it was a reasonably decent performance on another day you get something out of that game you win it I mean every club has has shockers I mean Luton as you see this you know they keep scoring you know seven goals here and eight goals there and yet then they'll go and loot they've lost a few games this season you look at it and you just go well what the hell's happened there how how on earth have they managed that? It just happens to clubs. I mean, you know, maybe if it continues, you know, a two game, two games on our own, that's not enough. I don't think really to, you know, to say it's you know performances have dropped below us, you know, an acceptable level. I mean, maybe if we're sitting here in two weeks' time and they've lost at home to Accrington, they've lost in the Checker Trade Trophy, they've gone out of the FA Cup. That's you know that's a bit more of a, a longer term spell. But as it is. You know, two games on its own it's not great but it's still too early I think really to say that it's all gone gone horribly and they are still in the playoffs of course at this you know we can't forget about that They've, you know the great start has, has meant that you can afford a few games where it you know it goes wrong and actually you don't drop you know too far out of the, the you know, positions all you need is two or three wins in a row and Exeter could be back on top of the table and you know, people be sitting and sort of saying, "Well, you know, what on earth was all, all that fuss about?" But you know, there's there's still a long way to go, and you know, if extra finish where they the season where they are now, people would take that, I think. And uh, Paul Sussex asks, uh, "Have we hit the low point performance wise, or can we still go lower?" Now worried about STR and the FA Cup. Uh, Jamie, do you, do you think uh, think things can only? get better from here or <laughs> I think it can be a lot worse it could be 24th <laughs> bottom of the football league as we were last season so I wouldn't necessarily agree with that um, I think it's just classic football fans isn't it Exeter City fans you know you, you lose two games in a row and there's a crisis all of a sudden I think it's just more losing to two struggling teams you know you lose when we lost to Notts County Luton you just had to hold your hands up and say were beaten by better teams you know um, so you know it's going to be a, a big week obviously with Accrington on, on Saturday a huge game against a team that are up there and check a trade trophy I mean no one will bat an eyelid I think on, on the result for that one um, and then going into the FA Cup you know it's, it's always a competition where if things aren't going well in the league you can turn your attention to that to give 
and morale boost and win. Um, you know, so it's it's quite interesting actually how you know September when we played Forest Green top of the league, they were bottom or, or near the bottom, and they've picked up results. They, you know, so that's going to be a really tough game at their place as well. Um, so you know, it, it can always be a lot worse. Um, could it be better? Possibly. You know, how we picked up, you know, a couple of points would be, you know. In the automatic places, I think, well, four points off, but you know, it it could be better, but it could certainly be a hell of a lot worse. All right, so you've uh, heard what we had to think about, uh, what I had to say about Crawley, so uh, let's listen to what Paul Tizzo thought after the game. The better side won the game, they deserved to win it, and uh, I think it's a weekend, two trips, yeah. two defeats that we'd like to forget, but. Um, the better side won the game today, and uh, well done to them. But I'd, I'd like to have seen a lot better from my team. They started fairly brightly. I thought you defended well. Should you have made more of the goal when the situation when you, you took the lead? Well, it's good to be one nil up rather than one nil down. Um, I think I think that's sort of picking on a, a moment in the game. Probably it's fair to say they they were better throughout so I don't think it was down to one moment there were, there were 96, 97 minutes however many minutes today and they were the better side we looked very very tired and leggy um, but I you know I wanted a lot more from my team than that I haven't seen us play that poorly for a long long time so you know, it's you're going to get this in a season I just uh, I can't help but be disappointed about it when we play so poorly but Crawley played very very well and how many more times I can say it they, they deserve to win what did you make of the penalty um, I don't know really I mean they were both tugging at each other who was more who was more proactive in that I don't know the referee gave it he was closer than me um, we've had years of it we're not getting penalties in our favour for it there we are it, 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 it happened and the referee gave it so he's closer than he's closer than ours they got a real head of steam up in the second half um, before the first goal they seemed to close you down but they played very high and pressed very high and you didn't seem to have an answer to that we didn't play well enough it, it's not you know it's not one thing you know the whole the whole performance was was, was lacking on our part and um, you know it's uh, something you have to draw a line under I, I've not I'm not I haven't shown any uh, loss of temper with the players. There's something wrong tonight, and uh, I'll have to draw a line and work it out and and, and and move forward. We've been here before, lost games before, I've lost very disappointing matches before. I, I, I just, it's not the losing; it's the fact we didn't play well enough. And there we are. It hasn't. I, I think it's a year or two since I've certainly not last year. Maybe the year before. Maybe a year before that, I've been as disappointed with my team as I was tonight. But. Yeah, they'll, 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 they'll react I'm sure we'll do something about it I've not, not lost faith in them at all um, I just don't want to repeat that performance too often It's not a question of throwing the baby out with the bathroom and, and wholesale changes at this point then. It gives us a chance I mean, I've just walked out of the dressing room so it's, <laughs> just, I've got a lot to think about and uh, so um, if you're suggesting I make wholesale changes for the weekend um, <sighs> yeah, forgive me I like to think about it a bit longer than 10 minutes so 
Let's wait and see. But it's also how many players we've got available and we're fit to do it. So we'll see. We'll see. I wasn't suggesting that at all. Okay. I was trying to make was that generally things have been okay. This isn't the time to panic. No, of course not. No, it's um, just lost two two games. We've picked up zero points this weekend. Um, but um, <laughs> there we are. You know, it's it's a long season. It's never gonna you're never gonna have it all your own way, and we'll lose we'll lose games. But I'd like to see us play better than we did tonight. Might be a curse of playing teams near the bottom, might in there. It's Accrington, a team at the top, uh, and a chance maybe just to squeeze back towards those automatic places at the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's not just about Saturday, but that is the most important game because it's the next game, and um, you know, we have to be ready for that. So you're absolutely right. We, we, we have to focus on that, and we are where we are now. You know, it's, um, it's, it's uh, you know, time for being considered, and... Uh, and uh, I'm not. I'm certain, as you suggest, I'm not going to throw the baby out of the bathroom. So you know, we've got we've got a lot of players who played very well this year so far, and we've just lost two games. I thought we played really well on Saturday at Chesterfield. So um, there we go. We've got to we've got to regroup and we've got to think about what we do next. All right, so that was uh, Paul Tizell talking after the, the loss to Crawley. Um, Jamie, it's interesting. You mentioned the the Secretary Trophy uh, against Chelsea a few minutes ago, and um, I did suddenly have the thought. Sim, it's kind of similar to. You know that that game, especially if if Saturday doesn't go well against Accrington, it's kind of similar to where sort of Plymouth Argyle found themselves when City played Plymouth in in the trophy in the trophy, and suddenly you know it was a full strength side and it was an important game, and perhaps a game he needs to win to to boost morale and, and that sort of thing. And Dan, can you you see the parallels there? You know, if, if Saturday doesn't go well, can will we see a full strength City side? I don't know whether you'd go quite full strength, but even. In any of the games we've seen this season and last season, there hasn't been any in which you'd look at that side and there's been, you know, Portis has made 11 changes and so it's always been sort of five or six regulars still in the side. I mean, I suppose there's a lot of fans have no interest in the competition at all and couldn't care less what the result is, but, you know, it is still a, it is a professional game of football. It still counts as, you know, if Exeter win, they can still go through. I mean... I'm sure we'll be doing the maths at some stage for ahead of that. But you know, if they win the game, they can go through to the next round. And you know, there is still a Wembley Cup final at the end of it. It's a long, long road to get to it, but you know, it's, it is you know an end end result. I mean, it's you know, it's the Chelsea you know kids, but obviously, who knows what kind, how full strength they're gonna you know in terms of their best youngsters, whether they think it's worth you know, like to Ethan Ampadu has played in there at the games earlier on but obviously he's now been called into the uh, the first team squad so we're probably not likely to see him back at the park either I would expect you know if he, whatever happens I'd expect five or six first team players minimum to be, to be playing and Paul Tisdale will will want to win that game particularly if Saturday doesn't go you know as planned and you know we lose another game but it, you know, it seems to have worked for Plymouth. They they won that game. Okay, they won that game on penalties, but their forms picked up. You know, not massively, but enough that you know, you know, they've gone from being rock bottom to I think they're still in the relegation zone, but they're they're clawing teams back now. And you know, it it was perhaps what they needed, and perhaps what Exeter might need to do as well. If you know Saturday doesn't go to plan, but you know, just as easily Exeter could be put four past Accrington and. Everything's right in the world again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, Jamie, just uh, looking at to, to Accrington, then suddenly 
in the space of a week, this has become a massive game, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Akronson are absolutely flying. Again, John Corman's doing another brilliant job there. Um, and, you know, it's it will be a huge game. And, you know, apart from the last week, the story of the season has been beating the teams you should um, quite comfortably as well and, and struggling against the teams that are up there, Notts County, Luton, Coventry, you know, all lost to two of those at home as well. So it's going to be a, a really difficult game, but what a better way to, to forget about the last week than, than getting a result against one that we could say would be a, a promotion rival almost. I think, you know, both sides, well, Accrington, you think, will be be up there again. They've been there before. You know, Coleman's been around for a very long time. He knows the league inside out, um, as does Tisdale, of course. Um, so it's going to be a, an interesting game, um, a tight game, perhaps, you know, a game in which City could do with a win. I don't think it's vital that they win. I think a point would be a, a decent result, given how well Atkinson are doing in the league. But you know, a win would be such a morale booster, I think, heading into you know Tuesday night checker trade and, and Forest Green on Saturday. Dan, how would you uh, change things? I'd be expect there to be two strikers on the pitch to start from with at, at the very least I mean you can sort of imagine the, the groans of the big bank already if you you know when they're filing in they see the team sheet and there's one striker up you know having lost a couple of games as well so whether that's you know Stockley and Reed or Stockley and McLinden not 100% I think you'd probably like Stockley and McLinden I think will be up there on their own. I mean, hopefully, if Lee Holmes is fit enough, he comes comes back into the side, possibly at the expense of you know, Craig Woodman and Moxie moves back to left back. I think it's now you know three or four times this season we've seen Mock or Woodman taken off fairly early in the game, and Moxie can move from left wing to left back, and you kind of get to the point where you think actually we've got to give Moxie you know a go as you know as the long term left back for the rest of the you know. For the next few games, at the very least, so Holmes on if fit into the midfield, and you know, possibly that you know Edwards seemed to be a bright you know what played well last night, so he can run at the defenders. I mean, it does give you a little bit bit open defensively, but you know it might might be what you need, sort of just going for the game a little bit more. But you know, I think you'd, you'd be looking at two strikers on the pitch. You'd you'd think to start with, and then. You know, I don't know. I presume none of the uh, the injury players are, are back coming back soon, but you wouldn't want to throw them straight in to a start straight away either way. But, but you know, it might just be just a change of attitude or just a change of you know style on the pitch more than the actual players. And uh, well, let's have, have some predictions then, Jamie. What do you make? What do you think? Oof, a tight game, one-one. Um, Dan, I'm going to go for an Accrington win. Oh, what's that score though? 2-0. I'll go 2-all then. Maybe a, a late equaliser either way. Um, and uh, just to finish then, we, we've had some, some sad news today that uh, Christian Ribeiro, the, the great city defender, um, well, former city defender now, has uh, had to retire at age just uh, 27. It's, it's a, a sad sad thing, isn't it, Jamie? Yeah, two years I think you spent at the club and... He easily settled in um, and quickly became, became a, a fan favourite. They had a, 
a song for him and um, you know like I said earlier he's one of the best players I've seen in, in my lifetime to put on a, a red and white shirt especially at, at right back um, people say you know best since Scott Hiley I'd almost argue and go one better and say he was better than Scott Hiley just because of you know the, the two positions that the club were in obviously when Hiley was around it's mainly the sort of conference and the struggling days and Ribeiro was coming through with a you know a really good spell so yeah he was a brilliant brilliant player you know a right back who just got forward so often and made so many runs and, and got a few goals as well and you know for him to you know rumours that he turned down I think it was Birmingham City to to stay at the club or he's linked with a few championship clubs and surprised when he went to Oxford because I think everyone you know, said that he could do a lot better. He was a good championship player um, and he could fit into most teams there. So yeah, he was a, a brilliant player and yeah, it's so sad for him at, at 27, but I'm sure he'll get a role somewhere in some sort of coaching role perhaps. But yeah, it's a sad day, yeah. Dan, uh, you know, a, a fan's favourite as, as Jamie said and, you know, someone who, who really seems to be really passionate about football as well. Yeah, he seemed to, you know, every time he was on the pitch, he sort of, you know, could see, remember those driving runs forward from the right back position, sort of, you know, getting those goals, and he seemed to really enjoy his time at, at City. But, I mean, it's, it's obviously, you know, it's very sad, the retirement, but, you know, the amount of injuries he'd suffered, the you could sort of see this, something on this coming, to be honest, really. Uh, you know the shame. You know, the reason you know he's only ever playing for Exeter City because of his first serious injuries that forced him to drop down the level that allowed Exeter to to snap him up. But you know, obviously, one he's one injury too many, and you know it's always sad when players you know you know twenty seven. I mean, he's, you know, it's kind of feel he could have had another you know seven or eight years you know playing there. You know, he was in and around the Welsh squad, so you know perhaps could have been you know part of the you know the, the Welsh side that's done so well recently as well but you know it's all you know we don't like to see any player retiring at that age particularly you know through something that's entirely no fault of their own about Ribeiro and Ampadu yeah <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a, a shout to Jake Taylor in there yeah. <laughs> well uh, all the best to uh, to Christian then and, and whatever he does now um, that's everything for, for this week's episode of Christian's Gossip so uh, join us for next week when hopefully we'll have a few happier things to, to talk about <laughs>